But there was just one problem there. The band is mine. How can you kick me out of what is mine? I finally put car seats in my car. How many can you get in there? Two. I don't think you can get as many in there as kids that you have. You are correct. So it's we're very thankful and grateful that we live right across the street from the eldest's elementary school. Because then that's helpful, right? I mean, you don't you don't have to take her in a car to her school, and then you've still got two seats for the little kids if you got to take them across town to Conway Christian. Um, the reason I actually had to finally put car seats in my year and a quarter old car is that they have dance on Tuesday nights, and Blair's working Tuesday nights, and Blair's got to leave the dance studio before Prior's dance is done, so we have to swap cars and do all this rigmarole and we haven't had any scheduling like that in the last year and a quarter. So I didn't have to have car seats in the car. And so I didn't have car seats in the car. Um, and it, I don't, I don't mind it, but this ties in to technology and it's going to launch us in to this old chestnut of an episode. Did something happen this week? <laughs> Some, something, only two somethings. And that's part of the story too. Actually. Well, a lot more than two somethings, yeah. two somethings at a very global level but my children are seeing carplay now for the first time in in my car and so crosby was in the car the other day and i was i was you know hitting something on carplay to get music playing or to pause something to put it on the next song and she just said what are you what is that screen for what did you do up there i said oh i'm controlling the the music that's playing off of my phone that we're listening to in the car and she said like you do with your watch because i control it with my watch when we're in the van um because i just need an apple interface apparently and so she said to me do you control your phone with everything that is incredible it's deep i said yes child it is because most people control everything with their phone right but you your your child has very good, you know, perception. You go next level and you control your phone with everything else. But this is because, well, no, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to say it's because your phone's so small, it's practically useless, but I'm just not even going to, I'm not even going to dig the dagger in because. That's not a dagger at all. That's, that's part of the whole point of the process. And I got lots to say. So you've moved on to acceptance. <laughs> Listen, like. I, like I told you. When we were watching the event, a few days before the event, I was totally on board as a, is an interesting term. I was totally accepting of the fact that getting an iPhone XS was going to be the way to go. That was going to be my, my best version of, of a future. And spoiler alert, you no longer feel this way. About 18 hours later. We'll get to that. I was like, you know what? No, no. I love you, SE, even though you're going to be abandoned. And kind of for good reason. We'll get to that. So uh, it's a special episode. I mean, you don't have an ep- we don't have an episode like this every every week, obviously. This is our first uh first time to to have an episode after a fall uh, Apple event. A a fall Apple event? Well, a fall iPhone event. Right. A, a September event. And uh we'll see if we have any other 
fall events as well. I guess we're not quite in fall either, but that's a that's a calendar. Oh, yeah. You know, leave it to you to debacle. be very specific. <laughs> leave it. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so Apple had their September event on Wednesday. Yesterday seems like it's been a long time since it. As much as I have absorbed, uh, to be honest, I really so I, I thank Apple for limiting this event and probably having an October event with yes. iPads and Macs and AirPower, I w- AirPods. No. I was starting Anyways. to get stressed out thinking about. There were just so many things that that could have been in this keynote, and it was like, is this going to be? a WWDC level keynote where they, you know, they've got four high, you know, overarching categories that they've got to run through as quickly as humanly possible. Because I was thinking, we're well, we're going to have phones, watches, iPads, and then maybe all these other little accessories, right? Because in recent years, most years they only have had one event. And they've had events where they announced iPhones and iPads. Um they haven't really had an event where they announced iPhones, iPads, and, and Macs, let alone the watch. The watch has been on the scene. You know, it's the youngest of of all four of the big of the big platforms. So it's kind of been a little bit of its own thing. But they also haven't had to say an enormous amount about the watch. I mean, they talked about the Series Three and cellular and and all that a good bit. And when they talked about the Series Two, talked a lot about water resistance and being able to swim with it. And all that fun stuff. But they certainly haven't had this much to say about the watch because they haven't redesigned it until now. I so, think I think it was on ATP today. I don't know how far you, you got into it. Not but, too far. Um, I, someone said, this is the first non-S uh, version of the Apple Watch. Because every Apple Watch since the original has felt more like an, you know, an S level revision of just small additions, small tweaks. Where this feels like a whole new, you know, in some ways, a whole new redesign. And Well, Johnny Ive agrees. Johnny Ive said that every bone in his body tells him this is very significant. And more uh, to the point, that this new watch will be a more marked tipping point in understanding and adoption of the product. And I think it's really interesting. And I think... Based on how much time we have to spend on everything else. Man, you were really listening to that video. <laughs> I don't remember this, hearing this, that at all. This was written by Mac Rumors, you know. Oh, okay. So this wasn't part was, of the promotional video during the uh comment reference. This is a Washington Post uh interview. Oh, okay. So with, someone with actually interviewed him. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um I was they, like, they, man, they, I was, I was they not paying down, attention. They wrote down what he said. Mac Rumors wrote it down again, and then I, I read it. Uh, all the best blogs in the world never don't write original content. A totally separate discussion. And another separate discussion is the comparison between what they introduced the watch as as series zero and now what they're what they're introducing the watch as as series four, really doubling down on where they went with with series three. Um and but really a double down. I, I think I think we need to save that for another time because I think we have we have a lot of unpacking a lot to do to in, cover the, in the weeks and ahead. a whole lot of comparisons to make between iPhones, a number, a number of them. Well, let me get back to what I was trying to say, which was I was stressed out because there are so many things that could have been announced and there wouldn't have been enough time to really 
dig in and like savor each one of them. And I'm also happy that they didn't just put it all out there because, you know, I don't, I don't have just gobs of endless money streams coming in. So that was going to stress me out too of, well, you know, which thing do I try and, and, and do initially? Which which thing do I want the most? Because, you know, you can't get all, all the things. I don't think separating it by month is helping you in that arena. But that's a, you know, neither here nor there. But I, I suppose uh, we we could just go th- go through. You want to talk about the watch first, since they talked about the watch. Yeah, first? I, say, I say we go in order. Like okay, let's just go in which order. was an interesting order, quite the interesting order. Apple. First off, though, why does sneakers in the office award go to the one and only Tim Cook? I, I'm not going to go too far here. I I hear a lot of people that are just have a slight tinge of negativity towards Tim Cook. They call it Tim Cook's apple. You know, like, oh, well, this is just what happens in Tim Cook's apple. And I'm like, guys, what? They're making more money than they've ever made. Like, what are you so worried about? But I I hear people say that, and it's just like, come on. Tim Cook's doing a great job in, in pretty much every way you could measure it. But people just seem to be unhappy with Tim Cook's apple. Another topic was, for another night. I was talking with a coworker the other day. Um, we were talking about what may be announced. She has an iPhone 10. Her fiance, very soon to be husband, has a Samsung something or other pretty new. House divided. And she just made the comment that, you know, ever since Steve Jobs died, it just hasn't been as good at Apple. They're just not doing nothing the same stuff. And I, you know, we didn't get too much into it. I disagree. I'd, I'd work, I had to do, and um, so that got in the way, of course, of a of a larger discussion. But there there are certainly people that feel that way, and I mean, if that's the way that things have made you feel, then that's the way that things have made you feel. And so they definitely always have. I think the to to the point that you're making, though, they always kind of have something to prove that they're not that they are continuing to go uphill and they're not starting to fall down in any area. And I think. I think in every way they delivered here. So they started off with a series four watch and they said that it was about staying connected. They said it was about exercise and activity. It's kept this fitness companion is their new favorite little moniker um, for that portion of it. And then health and it being an intelligent guardian for your health, which is their new favorite phrase. Um, for that that part of the Apple Watch. And they really, like if they double down on anything, they double down on that, um, which is which is very interesting. So uh, there was a really cool remix of this song when they introduced the Apple Watch. I can't remember what it was, but everyone should go check it out because I made a note that it was a cool remix of the song. <laughs> you were clicky clacking away. We hadn't, we hadn't watched an Apple event together in, what did we say, two or three years? Three years, I think. And you took off, uh, like, what, a half day of work? and full, A full day. Full day. Okay, full day. And so people listening that work with him, he wasn't working, uh, just to be clear. I took vacation. Um, I took personal time. And we, we, we got together and, and watched this together, and I was a little distracted by how much uh, just furious typing you were, were doing I, over there. I came to play, you know? Got my iPad, got my smart keyboard. Was not backlit. I really had to... You know, trust my touch typing skills. So what's funny about 
this and, and the way they stressed it, you know, they said it's indispensable in these three areas. Like, like you said, connectivity, activity, and health. I don't know if those were really the vision they had for the watch when they originally put it out. So we're going here tonight. Well, no, I, I, no, we shouldn't because we don't have time, but I'm just saying like, we'll, we'll unpack that in another episode when we don't have so much to talk about, but it's just funny to me that when you look at the series zero, I don't know like if they really knew what it was, but it, they definitely know now. Like it's, they're very clear on it now. Are you ready for this? We're ready. just going to glance this and we will come back to it. The three tent poles of the original Apple watch. This is just laughable and amazing. A precise timepiece. <laughs> okay. Digital touch is that a new intimate way to communicate. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And a comprehensive health and fitness device. So they one out know, of three. One out of three yeah. ain't bad. That's good in baseball. Oh, brother, that is something else. And this article from the great Horace Tedju at Isemco uh, is comparing it against the three of the three. The widescreen iPod, the phone, and the breakthrough internet. Oh gosh, that sounds like a good. So yeah, article. you compare, and you know that guy, that's where people can get to the fact that like you know, ever since Steve left, it just you know I understand been the same. But that's neither here nor there for now. Um, Both screens at least thirty percent larger. Yes, so they've gone from, and these are not screen sizes; these are hardware sizes. That the hardware sizes used to be 38 millimeters tall and 42 millimeters tall. Measurements are our height of the watch as well. And they've gone to 40 millimeters tall and 44 millimeters tall. This is for the hardware. But they've made the hardware bigger slightly. And they've also shrunk the bezels a whole heck of a lot and rounded the corners instead of having a, a rectangular screen in the middle of the rounded rect. And honestly, I can't believe now that I've seen it, that it never seemed. Now you're going to say what you're going to say, which is that it really looks weird with well, the rounded rect, rect screen now. I just rounded corners. It just struck me how much, as I was watching it and seeing this new watch, I was like, is it oval shaped now? Like that's where my brain went and I couldn't figure out why I was like, why does it look like an oval to me? And of course it's, it's the rounded Rex that drink more oval teen. <laughs> it is the rounded Rex. And, but here, here's what I'm thinking now that I look more and more at these comparisons of old style watch to new style watch is that it is so natural for the screen, just like it does on the iPhone 10 and the new, all the new ones, um, but just like it did on the iPhone 10, you know, that's the first, first place it did it. It's so natural for the screen to be the same, the same shape as the, as the device, yeah. you know, as the hardware, you know, it, it's never really looked strange to me that it was a, a, you know, hard cornered rectangle on a obviously very rounded, you know, the, the Airstream trailer shape of the, of the Apple watch, but the more I look at it and, and it saves itself in part because it's OLED. So yeah. the blacks blend in with the bezels. So you really have to be looking at certain things to even notice that it's a hard, hard rectangular. Well, I screen. think, I think what, what threw me off with, with 
the things they were stressing in the promotional materials and, and things like that were not just black screens. There were a lot of screens in there that were full of color. And oh, it yeah. was just so jarring to to see that. Well, I think that they, if you look at the interface of the current current watches, and I'm just looking at it now, they really try to not put stuff right up against the edge. There's very little of that. Um, you know, against the edge, against the corners, I should say. You obviously get stuff against the edge at the top and the bottom when you're scrolling through stuff. But um, but they really don't try to put stuff right up against those corners. And now, like, they are intentionally, intentionally putting stuff right up against the corners because it looks so different now and it just fits the the aesthetic. You know, it makes so much more sense to put them there. So you've got the bigger bigger bodies and bigger screen sizes. You've got the grippy and haptic crown, which I think is going to be really awesome. I'm totally for that. I told you when they released that, when they announced and showed off the grippy haptic crown, you know, I might have to try the default crown orientation oh, yeah, on that you, right you side. You did say that. And so you know what I did today? I went to the Apple store in order to try on bands to figure out which band I want to get with my new Apple watch, you know, cause you got to order a band with a watch paired together. So you're just going all in already. You've, you've, you've decided. Yes. Yeah. So I went and tried them on. So I obviously had to take mine. So I tried them on with my series one very much so because these new watches are thinner. Now they're thinner than the series three. What they are is they're as thin as the series one is how it, how it shapes up. Um, so I thought, well, if I want to figure out which band to get for the series four, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different shaped, but, um, right. It's going to be the same thickness as my series one. So I'm going to take off my series one band. I'm going to try these bands that they have laid out on these beautiful leather mats. And so I was trying on these different ones. I think I've settled on getting a sport loop, especially because I, I have some, you know, I have a couple of different black sport bands, um, and they're a little worn, but. Um, I, I'd like to try the sport loop and if I hate it, then I've got my sport bands to not try it in. I haven't even looked at if, new bands. If I get the 44 millimeter, that's another what discussion What do you mean right there. if? Come on. <laughs> don't be, don't be acting like that. So I, I went and tried on these bands and then when I was putting on my, my band. All right now. Levi's just showing me that the Apple store will be right back. Apparently, I was, I was like, trying to go look at bands. Guys, we... We forgot. Did we we announce the iPads and Macs, right? Because we're about to. No. All right. All right. Um, having another event tomorrow because we're about to sell these iPads and Macs. Uh, no, that'll probably come in October. I think they're just getting ready for pre-orders tonight. Getting ready for pre-orders tonight. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. Um. So I I put my my own my own band on back on my watch, and I just happened to do it with the crown on the right side. And so I just left it there and I went into settings and I switched it to crown on the right, you know, default crown orientation. I just said, well, let's, let's see, you know, let's just try it right now. And you're looking down on my watch. It's not on the right. <laughs> I tried it for about three hours and it's so clearly better on the left side because when you push the crown, you push it into a steady hand instead of just pushing it further down your wrist. It, what do you use to move the crown? To, on my thumb. Okay. See, I use and my, it's great. I use my index. See, finger. I tried that. It, it, the scrolling is not as big. Like I could scroll either place. It's the pushing of it 
whenever I push the crown, and especially a double press, if I'm trying to get back to my oh. most recent app, well, see, that I, sort of stuff. I just don't interact with it that often, other than just scrolling. See, I, I push the crown a good bit of the time, like way more than probably 50% of my presses on the crown are because I've got a now playing looking at me and I want to see the time or I right. want to see the weather. Um, and I want the now playing That's there. the only time I ever touch it, honestly. Right. And so when I do that, I want to push into a steady hand. I don't want to push just further down my wrist. So, Well, maybe if you'd strap that thing on your wrist a little tighter, it wouldn't that, be so unsteady. This is actually a notch up. I, I took it down to four. I took it down to, to the fourth dot recently Monster. because I do not like it tight. It's another reason why I'm going to try out the sport band is because, you know, it's it's infinite. You know, you can just Velcro that or uh, uh, loop and fasten or whatever the whatever the Velcro is. Listen, you got to get it is. tighter if you're going to get the benefits of all these new uh, workout and monitoring features. Well, I mean, I still get I still get all my heart rate. It barely stuff. touches your wrist, Philip. Yes, it doesn't have to, like, <laughs> you know, hug the wrist tight. So um, so grippy crown which I will keep on the left side. Haptic crown, which I will keep on the left side. With the clicky. I like it. it just, oh, yeah. It just looked, oh, yeah. When they, when they were showing that in the video, right. I was like, oh, that's going to feel so, so to, good. To try to describe it for people, and we'll do a good job of this sometimes and not other times because we do too much. <clears throat> on this show as a whole, we do too much of just assuming that you know what we know already, and we're trying to get better at that. The crown is you can feel the notches that you're pushing the crown through. So right now you just move the crown and it just moves freely, which is nice and just moves, 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 you know, very, very smoothly and like a ball bearing, but it's nice to have little notches to know like how far am I scrolling and give you a little, a little bit of resistance. Um, so I, I think, I think it'll be really nice. I'm sure that they've, you know, tried, you know, a million different, you know, virtual coefficients of friction to be had there. So it's going to feel so good. It's going to feel so good. I can't wait. Now, I have here in my notes, will this be coming to the old watches? Will the new um, new, mm. new watch faces, I should say, be coming That's an interesting question because obviously all of the watches have the haptic engine, you know, or at least some version of it. No, in. no, no. The haptic crown's not coming. Oh, well, we're right. But what do you, what do you mean? I'm what talking you... the new watch faces. Sorry. Okay. I, just... I thought you were talking, like, could they simulate the feeling oh, on yeah. these new... There's no simulation. Well, like like haptic touch and then 10R, but... Um, we're not talking about phones we're yet. We're not talking about phones yet. So I was wondering, these new, um, what do they call them? Infographs. A chronograph for info. With all of these complications, just gobs and gobs of them, nine. Um, and, and then they showed off a new modular face, which looks awesome, which has this enormous center part where you can see like a whole baseball game and like inning results internally there. You can see a, a really useful stock graph if, if you're into that. And just, you know, all sorts of different uh types of complications that you'll be able to use in this big old space right there in the middle. And I think that'll be awesome. And you asked in the moment, will these come to older watches? Right. And it's an interesting question because I don't, I don't think they will, but there's really no reason why they can't. I mean, it's not like they're, it would be a little bit tighter, I guess, but I don't see any real reason why they couldn't make it work on the older watches, but I don't think they want to. So the really wonderful or um, complications in the corner of the analog uh, infograph face, the one that's famous because it was leaked. Yeah. 
that you know everyone has seen this you know everyone that has been paying attention has seen this this leaked watch face that really gave away so much about the watch those ones that are in the corner that have this really really cool design that can show you the high and the low for the day as well as the current temperature with some you know gradating colors from blue to orange and red to really show you know cool and hot and and all sorts of different uh, iterations on that type of design. That obviously only makes sense if you have rounded corners. So that, that one kind of makes sense to me. The modular, though, especially that big, that big area in the middle, like they could very well have a modular face that is just the time and that big area. I mean, you would have enough space for that. It would, you would have to have a lot more customization, and they seem very resistant to very much customization of the of the watch faces i mean they're very limited and just the fact that they only have these two infograph faces just just these two new ones and that's it and they they as far as i know you can't have those rounded corner you know rounded in the corner complications in any other analog face it's only that one analog info infograph face which is kind of disappointing but also unsurprising to some extent but it it won't come that the info graph faces aren't coming to the old watches. And um, perhaps that's a little bit of a you know, push for the new watches, but I don't know that some people are going to care. So if you want one, amount. if you, if you want uh, all nine complications at one time, you're going to have to shell out some cash. Certainly. Another question I asked myself during the, the watch piece of the keynote, has anyone ever used breathe? I have closer to when they first came out with it. I hadn't used it a good little bit. Um, I mean, deep breaths are real. Deep breaths really help. I encourage everyone to take more deep breaths. Maybe I should. You, you absolutely should. Um, it really, I mean, uh, there's a, I mean, it's a real thing, you know, oxygen to the brain and all that business is, is no jokes, not, not just talk. So, uh, I'm getting the, I'm getting confirmation from, uh, Save it for the mic listener. Uh, Justin, I'll just leave it at Justin. All right, all right. Um, he sent me a message of his alarm schedule. <laughs> He's getting up at 145 all right. Central Time um, to pre-order, and he has confirmed non-LT, space gray, nylon sports, uh, sports band, 44 mil. Nylon? That's what he said. I don't know. Band. I See, haven't looked at any of them. I I don't believe that they. And this is this is strange to me. This is notable to me. I don't believe they're including any of the nylon bands in. Maybe he he probably meant just the, the sport band. The sport band. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because I I thought about the nylon band. I tried on a nylon band today, and it it's bothersome to me. And puzzling that the sport band, I can't even look at them right now. Um, <laughs> right. The, the, the sport, site is down. The the sport band is $49. The nylon band is $49. And the sport loop are all $49. But as far as I can tell, only the sport loop and the sport band, you can you buy with an Apple Watch? You have to buy nylon bands after, after you've bought your Apple Watch, which is kind of obnoxious. I've Figured they would have at least some nylon option. Obnoxious? That doesn't sound like Apple. You know. <laughs> so it's got a 50% louder speaker, which I think will be great. It's got kind of side two, two speakers. Yeah. And these are on these are on the left side where they've been. The mic has been moved to the right side in how, between the crown and the side button. How is that going to affect you with your whole uh, reverse orientation nonsense? 
Nope, no problem at all. Yeah. I mean, that's where they are right now. Oh, okay. Is because I, because I I've, really I've turned it around, you know? Um, <laughs> but I think, so they said that they moved them away from one another. There's only one mic. I was, I was speculating that maybe when we first saw the leaked uh, image of just the mic on the right side that, or on the, the non-crown side, I should say, um, that they would have a mic on both sides and that'll give them a lot of, you know, noise cancellation opportunities and be able to hear you better, especially with the, with the, uh, raise to raise to Siri, um, stuff coming. That would certainly help, but no, they just have one mic and they moved it away from the speaker and they said it was to reduce echo, especially and increase, um, increase audio quality for people on the other end of a phone call from mm -hmm. an Apple watch. I don't know how many phone calls you've taken from your Apple watch. One. I've, I've, I take them not completely infrequently. Actually, last night I was on call at work. I was putting a kid to bed and my watch was in the bedroom on the other side of the house. And I'm putting a kid to bed about to sing songs and I got a call about some issue at work. And I was like, okay, Briar, I'll be back. I got to go. So I closed her door, start walking down the hallway. And I was like rushing to get to my phone. And then I just started walking and I hit answer on my watch and I just talked to uh, you know, this wonderful person at our, at our desk and started, started the issue. And I stayed like the whole time we had the issue, I just stayed on my watch and just talked to him through my watch and heard him through my watch. And, uh, I've taken a lot of, when I used to change diapers a lot, I used to take a number of calls on the watch while I was, while I was changing diapers, you know, activities where you can't hold anything that, that comes in really handy. And every time, because I almost always interrogate the person after this, at the end of the conversation. Right. And be like, hey, you notice anything weird? Is this, was this fine? Every one of them is like, yeah, absolutely. I don't, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? Um, Same here. The, the one time I've taken a call, the person I talked to her after and she heard me there just you go. Fine. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I don't try. I mean, that first time, I think I like spoke into the watch and kept it close. But, you know, then like I'll, I'll just wave my arms. They'll be all around. I'm just doing whatever I need to with my arms and speaking into the air and they seem to hear me just fine. It can be really hard to hear them if there's anything going on in the room with you. I mean, if you're in a quiet room, it's just fine. But if you're in a, a non-electric car, <laughs> then it's hard to hear. Um, if kids are doing anything around, that's always going to be too noisy. So I, I really am, am glad that they're going to make the speaker louder. And I think that, like I say, people have not had any issues with echo um, which is why they said they moved the mic away from the speaker. But if the speaker was 50% louder, mm. I could very well see that creating yeah. the echo. In fact, I mean, there's a good chance that they might've started out with the speaker and, and mic still on the same side, but when they made the speaker louder, which is a great feature. And they were like, Oh, now we got an issue because now it's echoing into the mic moved to the other side. Very well done. If going 64 bit, with the Apple Watch dual core processor, up to two times faster than the Series Three, which is all which I'm trying ready, to, really trying fast. To do, yeah, trying to do the math in my head. How much faster th would that make it than oh, my Series Zero? Oh my goodness, haven't done that math yet. But ah, <laughs> uh, uh, darn near. I don't know, forty times. I don't know. That's, I'm just throwing that number up. You're the math whiz. I, I don't know either. Haven't haven't done the math yet. But uh, there's two times the dynamic range uh, dynamic range for the accelerometer. Twice the dynamic range for the accelerometer. It can uh, pick up on 32 uh, 
G forces versus 64 G forces in the series three sampling eight times faster. The accelerometer is I freaking hope this <laughs> helps the watch come on more reliably because to me it absolutely oh, just, should just raced away. It absolutely okay. should. I don't understand why it doesn't. Now they plugged it. They didn't say, they didn't say a thing about that. They plugged it as being able to detect falls, which is an incredible feature. Um, and usually when you're following, falling, you're going to raise your arm. <laughs> so it's helpful, right? Absolutely. It's, I, I don't know if they have like a, a parkour mode where they can turn off the, the, the fall detection, but, uh, or really what they, what they should do is be able to tell you like how fast you fell, you know, how impressive was that hardcore parkour? So, uh, maybe that'll be coming. Um, but if they detect a fall, there's an emergency SOS notification that comes on in order to call. I, I really, problem I have with the emergency SOS is that it wants to call 911. I really, maybe they have it. Maybe you can set this up, but not that I to know call a person. I want it to call a person, right? I don't want to go straight to the ambulance. I mean, if I fell, like, yeah, that's a big deal. But I think I could call my wife, my mom, my dad, and then tell them what happened. And then, you know, 90 seconds later, we could call the ambulance after we've figured out if we needed to or not. So I wonder if that, that may already be, I haven't really tried to use, you know, the emergency uh, feature at all yet. So maybe that's already a feature, but not that I know of. There's a new low heart rate detection. Um, so they've, they've introduced uh, higher heart rate detections um, with, with iOS, not iOS, watch OS four. So this was not with new hardware. All the hardware got it. Um, eh, maybe not the series zero, but <laughs> definitely the series one, two, and three got uh, the ability to, if your heart rate went above, this is in previous years, if your heart rate went above a certain threshold that you could set starting at hundred beats per minute, um, that if you were at a, if you were resting and not moving around, then it would let you know like, Hey, your heart rate is going crazy and you're not doing anything that could be problematic. Um, and now they're going to do that with lower heart rates as well, which is cool. Cause obviously if you're wearing it all the time, it knows your resting heart rate really, really well. And so it could really help, you know, help you notice things that you're not going to notice till there's a real issue, perhaps. All I could think of between the fall detection and the heart rate, new heart rate monitoring, they're going to make bank in retirement homes. Like, they're just going to sell gobs and gobs. If they could ever get like a, a model, you know, maybe a year or two down the road where they could get it really cheap and just sell it out to insurance agencies or whatever, you know, they're going to, they're going to make a killing. On yeah. That. You know, and insurance agencies are already, um, some of, some of them, you know, not, not, not an enormous number of them. Some of them are already buying Apple watches for people. And especially if you can, you know, keep an, keep a certain amount of activity going, uh, routinely, then you get a certain amount off your rate and that sort of thing, which is cool. Real-time follow-up on the uh, SOS feature. It will call an emergency service, which can vary depending on what country you're in this is or true. what type of that's, uh, service. That's a cool part about but it. But you can, you can set it up to after the call has ended um, that you can set up emergency contacts that will receive text alerts with your location. So yeah. not a call, but yeah. it's something. I just, we don't need to go to threat level midnight immediately, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, yes, I fell and yes, that's a big deal, but like, I don't need an ambulance to come check on me immediately. I just need to tell somebody. I, I feel like 
know, feel like I'm a little unsteady. Well, I think, you know, if it is threat level midnight material, you do want it to go. You want it to go straight there. I'm sure the problem is it's going to save somebody's life. And and all because of that, now everybody's got to go threat level midnight immediately. Oh, so I'm, I'm just, you know, episode title. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, the heart rhythm notification, which is great. I mean, we'll, we'll, uh, notify you of atrial fibrillation, which is incredible. Um, it's actually something I was selling my dad on recently because he was saying, Hey, if Blair's not interested in taking your series one off of you, I probably would be. And then Blair is interested in taking my series one off me. So strike out on that father but i was like listen you you should get you should get the new one because um he's got you know a little bit of history with with heart rhythms and and not the greatest of them so to be able to notice that and so you've also got an electrocardiogram which which you get uh through holding your finger on the digital crown and that creates a closed system it's so crazy great man i mean just incredible and i think the way i heard it or the way it was described that i could understand it is it's essentially the the crown that you create the closed circuit with it's essentially like having one of those pads on your body or you know like those the things they put on you to do in in ekg um very cool or ecg or what is it called is it ekg or Uh, it's both okay it just depends on if you spell cardio with a k or cardio with a c it's a mess i just have always heard it as ekg when i'm in a hospital yeah getting an ekg it's like it's like bi-weekly it's the worst (laughs) oh okay um so i mean it's not gonna give you the full range of what a normal ekg could give you but it's something like i mean it's gonna give you some data which could could be valuable it's it's crazy thing about it is 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 that most people are going to have nothing if they don't have this. So if this is even 25% as good as a hospital grade EKG, as long as it, as long as it's not tripping just a million false positives, then that's great. I mean, FDA is on board. FDA is on board. American heart association president was there giving his Dr. Ivor. Dr. Ivor. All about it. Oh yes. So, So one thing that did pop up during this section to me was, how do you think doctors come out on this? Do you think they're just like rolling their eyes? Oh, it's another Apple health thing that all these people are going to bring up in our, in our consults now from now on. Or do you think like, Oh, this is great. More information to help us, you know, do what we need to do. Probably a just depends on if they're a good doctor or a bad doctor and a good whoa, person whoa. or a bad person. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I've learned what a sinus rhythm was, which is apparently just a normal rhythm. Yeah, when sounds he, bad. When he said sinus rhythm, you're like, that doesn't sound good. Oh no, oh, that's no. not a what's, good thing. What's wrong? <laughs> no, all good. Sinus rhythm, excellent. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. So the FDA is on board. They've cleared it through the FDA, which is which is very cool. Um, they did a they did a. <laughs> My favorite part. What you got? Was this will make you want to take an ECG? <laughs> Honestly, yes. I don't know. When they, you were a kid and you went to the grocery store, did you ever take your Blood pressure, it's a blood pressure. I'm machine. sure, I'm sure I did at some yeah. point. It was it was like the attraction at Price Cutter. When we went to Price Cutter when I was a kid, they had a blood pressure machine. And I don't know why, but I mean it's basically like a merry go round just for your arm. <laughs> so very, very cool. It's got Bluetooth 5.0. They didn't even say anything. Which they didn't about even say. It. They put it on the slide. He was reading things, and then he had two more left, and I think said, 
Too many and for me to really other finish. Great things. Yeah. She's like, what, what, what? Jeff Williams? No, no, no. You got two more. Just say them. What are the benefits of Blue, Bluetooth 5.0? Not to just make you angry, because this makes me so angry. Bluetooth 5.0 is already in the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus. And you know what Bluetooth 5.0 can do if the hardware will allow it and the software will allow it? It will allow you to connect two audio devices to play out to at the same time. Mm. So that... That sounds like AirPlay too. In, in reverse. It allow it. In, a, uh. in some way, yeah. No, not in reverse. Very much so. So, But it could basically make AirPods... AirPlay 2 devices to a great extent so that if you and a buddy have both have Bluetooth headphones, Bluetooth 5.0, maybe, maybe this will be a feature of the new AirPods that come at some point. Um, but it would give you that, that experience of sharing AirPods as you used to do when they were wired mm. or having a splitter a to Jim actually have your own. Moment. Yes. So we it, danced. Bas- it basically give you a digital splitter. Yeah. Which would okay. be incredible. That sounds but awesome, yeah. They're not allowing it. So they have Bluetooth 5.0, but they're not using it for that, even though that's part of the Bluetooth 5.0. I mean, the biggest part of Bluetooth 5.0, Bluetooth 5.0 is uh standby. Um more distance, maybe like more range. Maybe more distance. I, I it it allows audio devices to stay connected, I think, without using as much energy to keep that connection yeah, up. So it savings. should help with battery life in all cases. I mean, it's, you know, it's better than Bluetooth 4.2, that's for sure. Speaking of battery life, the same, and the way they the way they presented this just really kind of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way cuz they were like, "Hey, it's the same 18 hours of all-day battery life," which at that point Philip says, "24 hours in a day." <laughs> and that's just that's just a a time joke, you know, but honestly, 18 hours is fine. And the fact that you can go way beyond 18 unless you are just using the heck out of it. I mean, the way that a person should use a watch, they should be able to make it pretty close to 30. It's all great. Like, I mean, I'm not upset, but I think what made me kind of upset about it. And this is a funny conversation we can get into with the 10 R later is that, they made it thinner. If they just kept it the same thickness that it was before, could they maybe have squeezed a little bit more battery life into this thing? They I don't mean, need it. I guess that's true. In, ending the day with 25% battery life at the end of every day, no matter how long it is, even when you travel. It's really not Like that if useful. you travel and you end the day with 20%, you'd just rather it be a thinner device. Yeah. It's very, you know. So it's a very strange com- complaint to make of an Apple device. Where they did get a boost in battery life was around activity monitoring and, and workouts, a full hour. So, I mean, they I sh- should give them credit for that because that's where people really want more battery life or, or the ability to do more is with activity monitoring. And they got a whole full, you know, another hour out of that. So well, they're, they're claiming, and I would bet that this is for the 44 millimeter. Um, they're claiming six hours yeah. of exercise. Now that's like 100% to 0%, right? But, um, you know. Which, I mean, it's never going to be a problem for me, but. Right, right. You've seen my activity <laughs> scores or whatever you call them. So I have next in my notes that I'm so glad I didn't get a Series 3. Yeah, you said that out loud, yeah, when, during the, the event. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I had a thought today. Let me just get this out there and see what you think about it. I mean, I know what you're going to think about it, but 
I had a thought today of what if I just got a series three for like super cheap? Cause you know, they're going to go on sale, but, and let me tell you why I had this thought, Philip, look into the windows of my soul. <laughs> I really want a stainless steel watch, but I really don't want to pay seven or $800 to get that. So this is my dilemma. So would you wrap? I just can't imagine preferring what is increasingly going to look older and older. It already does. That's true. I think when I was thinking about this, I wasn't even thinking about the physical layout of the screen and the design changes. All I was thinking about was performance and that's really it. Because And battery life. Because I don't need six hours of exercise activity capabilities. Like I'm never going to stress that part out. All these really big improvements to the heart monitoring. I actually would like to have that for myself. Um, but I don't know. I mean, just the more I think about what I want to get, I just don't think I'm going to be able to swing that with a series four. I would have to go down in materials and so I don't know, man. I don't know what to what to do about that. Because I really want a stainless watch when I do finally make my next purchase. But they're just all the prices went up. I mean, I think the uh, all the the uh, aluminum uh, models went up seventy dollars, and the right. stainless went up a hundred. So the the GPS. Why? Why? So they start the 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 series three step down to start at two seventy nine. Officially, yeah, that's, that's which new, was new, new awesome. MSRP, and then you could get the the uh, forty two for three twenty nine, right? Sounds right. I hadn't looked at it. Yeah, that, I, think that, right. I think that because I think fifty dollars yeah. more sounds right. The series four GPS model aluminums are at three ninety nine. The forty millimeter, the forty millimeter. You're right about that. Yeah. So is it four forty nine for the forty four yes. millimeter? And I hate it. I'm mad about that. Like I'm I'm upset that I'm gonna have to pay that much just for the entry level model let alone trying to think of what I really want is a stainless steel model. I mean, if you, if you don't want as good of a watch, you don't have to spend as much on it. That's, that's just math. <laughs> we had physics last time and this is just that's math. That's just physics. This is just math. Yeah. Um, it's lesser, older products cost less. I don't know what you want from them. I feel like I came into this event certain that the thing I wanted the most was going to be a watch. Um, and that was even, well, that was even with like iPads and stuff thrown in, which of course we didn't, didn't get any announcements for that. I still left this event with, yeah, I, out of the two things, the two high level things that we saw, the phones and the watches, I'm more interested in, and can see myself more likely to get a watch. But man, I was, I was just a little torn about the price increase because because of the precedence they made with the series three of going down, it's like, really, Apple? I mean, you're you're going back to the they essentially went back to the original pricing model. But, but not even because how it, how can you complain about an original pricing model for a clearly super superior device? What they did, Levi, was they iPhone tinned the Apple Watch. I and know. so it cost a little more. For a way better device. I can complain because I don't want to drop 
eight hundred dollars to get a to get a watch. Like I, I mean, just I can't do it. There's no way I can do that. I I will say that I don't I don't feel. I think the stainless steel looks great, but far from the amount extra that it costs. Yes, great. exactly. Yeah. So which I, we're gonna get into that conversation a little bit later with the the 10s and the the 10R. Certainly. So I, I don't feel drawn to actually. You know, if someone was just going to give me one, I would get a stainless steel one. If someone was going to give me one and I was going to have to pay 50 or 100 bucks to make a stainless steel, I'd probably do that. Um, more so for the durable or screen right. than anything else. But I've got, I got one. I got no problems with the aluminum. I've got one scratch on my Series Zero watch up in the top left corner. Don't know when it happened. It had to have happened in the last six months because it hasn't been that long since I noticed it. Um, so I feel pretty good about the durability of these things. I mean, I've had this thing for what, two and a half years at this point, or, mm-hmm. or it'll be three years on Halloween. Um, and I have one noticeable scratch. I'm sure there's a lot of right. micro abrasions that I can't see. You hit it on stuff all the time. All and then, the time. And then you stare at it and you're like, okay, it's good. I hit it on stuff all the time because I didn't, I've never wore a watch. It should be wore or worn. Worn. I had never worn a watch. Thanks. Before I gotta, you sh- did you listen did I, to our did I game? Tick? Did you see me? Did you listen to our game last Friday? I didn't listen to the game. Oh my last gosh, Friday. we had a hilarious. So I side note, I do football game, local high school football games on Friday nights, uh, for local cable, and you color commentate that I do, and we had a whole side discussion that went on for conservatively thirty minutes. I mean, we didn't weren't constantly talking about it, but it just kept coming up about awoke versus awake and it was <laughs> it's 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 solid gold philip material you should I, go back and watch i'm it gonna find that yeah give me a timestamp um, right there but anyway i hit this i i hit this all the time because yes. i i didn't even have a watch before this and all i've got is one little scratch so i know in my head i'm gonna be perfectly happy with an aluminum you know base base model watch and i'll it'll be great and you can mix it up with the space gray and I no, love the I space, gray. space gray. You know, why don't no. you want the space gray? Because I, what I like is this I guess silver. That's shinier. Yeah. This silver. Ah, I really like the space gray. And and it, it's you know what's really mm. made it even more noticeable for me, Philip. I didn't. Yes. I didn't care as much about it until I got this iPhone 10, because I just and I have a white iPhone 10, which has the this you know the stainless steel. Uh, non-space gray stainless steel on the uh, um, on the what the bezel or is that what you would call this? You the, can't even really bezel? see it that much with well, your not case in my on case, there. but when I'm at work, I take the case off. Just and I just admire it. I love the way it looks. I I love the way it looks on this phone. I know, and so that's made it that's made it even harder. But there's no way I can spend that much money. I just can't do it. I, there's no way I but could it, do that. It would cost. Yeah. You should get the Series Four if you're going to get a watch. I, I definitely will, but I've the combination of all these things is that, bef- leading up to the event, I was thinking I might pre-order one, and now I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I think I'm going to wait. So I'm not pre-ordering one because I really do want to look at the sizes. I will extremely, very likely. You want to make a trip to the, get Apple the 44 store. millimeter. You, I just don't even know how you're entertaining the thought of having the other. because i love i love a utility to size ratio this is what i'm all about but it's not really all that much bigger than 
It's just the screen's bigger. Well, so here's the, the overall the, the overall size of the, the device deal. is not at, that much bigger. At AppleWatch.com slash at Apple.com slash watch slash compare. They've got this great comparison between the Series 3 and the Series 4. And what that will show you is that the 40 millimeter case has on it a larger screen square millimeter wise than the 42 millimeter case that I have now. So it's it's tough for me to say like I couldn't. That's couldn't beautiful. Go there. I'm gonna put this it's in the show great. notes. People, it's wonderful. Yeah, you gotta go look at this. Oh, I was trying to like put something together like this, and then I finally found this, and it's one. I'm so glad they usually don't do stuff like this um, to make it that easy. But I'll say I'll tell you why they did it is because that is one way to sell Series Four is if there ever <laughs> right? was one. Because then you look at the 44 millimeter case, 977 square millimeters compared to. 740 square millimeters on the 42 millimeter case. I will very, very likely, I just want to feel it on the wrist and I want to feel it with a sport loop that I'm going to try out. And, um, I just, I'm just saying the overall dimensions of the, of the, the, with the chassis, is that how you would say chassis, the chassis? It's not that much bigger. So I don't know. I just don't, I, 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 I can't understand why you wouldn't, just automatically go with the 44. Um, uh, so, I mean, the other thing is, I, I've only got, I've only got my two sport, my two black sport bands, one that I got with the Series 0 and one that I got with my Series 1. It's the only one I ever wear. I have a Milanese, I have an off-brand Milanese loop somewhere. I don't even know where it is anymore. It's in the closet somewhere. But, um, I mean, I would lose those because the 42 millimeter bands only go with the 44 millimeter case. 38 millimeter bands fit the 44, the 4D, right. 4, 40 millimeter case. So I would lose, you know, my old, my old bands, wouldn't be able to use those. You can just give so them to me. That pushes <laughs> <laughs> very well. That pushes, pushes me, you know, to the 44 in a way. Um, and I, you know, I don't feel like it's too big okay so size size put away right um which by the way no rose gold finish don't know how i feel about that i don't i don't think Brittany will be near as interested in one Mm. uh without that finish maybe that'll come in the spring because that's i think that's how the original rose gold came out yes yes it did um the actual gold came out that way too the the non the non-real gold right the non-edition gold so less less than ten thousand dollars gold three aluminum finishes the standard silver, space gray, and a new, well, the, the, the gold, not the new gold. Stainless, the stainless models, same silver, same space gray, but a new stainless steel gold finish, not actual gold, but just, just looks like it. Uh, and no mention of the Apple Watch Edition. I guess that's no longer a thing, but... Not, not even the ceramic model. The only time it's they... Just, it's also not Apple Watch Sport anymore. And I, I don't know if that changed last time. I feel like it might have changed with the Series 3, but it's just Apple Watch Aluminum and Apple Watch Stainless Steel. Um, you know, there's no looking down on on the sport. aluminum necessarily because, yeah. like, that's one of their biggest markets, right, is is sport. and The only time they did say ceramic about the watch was when they were talking about, um, I think, the the bottom part of the watch, right, or the back yes, side. Yes, the back, the back, the heart rate heart sensor but no actual ceramic apple watch edition right like we've had uh the last i think two models 
so where are you at? What you're not going to pre-order, but but what are you going to do? You're going to continue on with your your space gray aluminum oh, yeah. finish. Oh yeah, love the space gray. Yeah, big fan of the space gray. I will continue on with silver of some type. We will see what type that might be. You know what to do. I and I read um, that the series two. Series one and series zero watches, I believe, all had uh, 512 megabytes of RAM. And I didn't realize that the series three bumped up to 768 megabytes. And I'm really wondering, especially with the larger displays, they just get up to a gig. If they bumped it all the way up to, to a gig of RAM on the watches, I would love if they did. Um, especially because the more complications you have, right? I mean, the really breakthrough, one of the breakthroughs for the watch was Watch OS 2. Mm-hmm. When they abandoned this crazy side button that gave you a circle of friends, and it's amazing what the watch did when it first came out. Well, it was an intimate way to communicate, and <laughs> and they started um, using more of the battery that they had um, to use, and they started storing things in memory. If you had them as a complication, or if you had them in your favorite apps that you now saw when you went to the side button. And so apps were already in memory so that even with the slower hardware of the zero, even, even the slower hardware, of the zero, if I you still get by, if you've got your weather complication on your watch face and you tap it before, before watch OS two, it took 30 seconds. No joke conservatively for it to actually and sometimes it would just time out because oh yeah once it got to i don't know 45 seconds or a minute it was like oh i tried and that didn't work it's like no 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 you just had to keep trying <laughs> guess i'm just gonna hang out here so they started storing stuff in memory just a half a half gig of memory at that point and so definitely now if you've got nine complications on one of these infograph faces either the analog or the or the digital modular face then you've got potentially nine apps right there that could need to be stored in memory. And and then you've also got other favorites that you might have that you're going to store behind the side button. And so, you know, I, I could see people using more apps potentially because they could make them available to themselves right on their watch face and wanting to just hop in and out. So it'd be great if they could store those in memory and... I assume that assets are going to assets are going to have to be larger assets being images and pieces of of the design. So, just verified on uh mirror.co.uk the trustable sources they are. Put another shrimp on the bobby, mate. <laughs> oh, is that right? Deep cut right there. Uh that verified according to them and I see no reason not to not to believe them honestly. Um, that the Series 3 had 768, three quarters of a gigabyte, and the Series 4 has bumped it up to a full gigabyte. So very happy to hear that. Another nail in your coffin of, uh, <laughs> Shut it. of, of ever uh, uh, entertaining this, this pipe dream of a better looking watch that doesn't work as well. Dang. Call it like I see it. You, you're cutting deep over there. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about that I... Don't recall talking about iPhones. Uh, Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, I'm such a bigger fan of the way they're handling the uh, the the red on the crown. 
Because that Series 3 looked gross. I didn't realize this until I did listen to the beginning of ATP, is that they were kind of forced out of it, whether they wanted to have the red dot there or because not. Because of the sensor? Because they've got to have that sensor on there, and obviously it's got to be, it's got to be, I don't know, see-through in some way. It's got to, yeah, I don't think it could be red, obviously. Um, that would mess with the lasers. So, or whatever they're using. It's so much better looking than Oh, than so much better. And was. honestly, though, depending on which one you have and depending on your band, the red dot never looked good with any watch in any band. I, uh, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> the red ring, which, don't get me started on cellular. Cellular for watches doesn't make any sense. I mean, you have to spend, uh, unless you're with T-Mobile, which I think actually just does an actual $10 a month, it's like seventeen. Or if you're with AT and T or Verizon, then you're spending ten dollars plus a bunch of fees, which gets you like seventeen dollars a month, which is two hundred dollars a year. People, two hundred dollars a year. You're spending a hundred dollars more on your watch, and you're spending two hundred dollars a year to use it four times. These four great times that I didn't have my phone with me, and I was able to. It the, do, the levels. I don't understand <laughs> the links that people are willing to talk themselves into yes. going. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely exercise more if oh I can just gosh. walk out without my phone. No, you won't. Stop. Ridiculous. It. So leave the cellular. But the red ring actually does look cool. I, I, I can I can see some some niceness to that, but I'm never going to have it, and neither should you, listener or Levi. I will have it if I, you know. If I come into some is, inheritance, it can get a stainless steel. That is steel true because they only they only sell stainless yeah. steel cellulars. They yeah. do not sell. They do not sell. So say this three times fast. They do not sell stainless steel without GPS cellular. watches yeah. with no cellular. I feel like this is a good time to mention in between these two products that they didn't mention if. Uh, the Series 4 Apple Watch is going to work with AirPower? Because it may not be a problem with the Series 4 Apple Watch, but maybe a problem with AirPower existing. Was not mentioned at all. Uh, and it's very, very strange. The only, the only place it now exists on Apple's site is on the AirPods part of the site, where it shows a inductive charging case coming yeah. at and i point. can confirm it is still showing up there but that's the only place <laughs> and all it says is currently unavailable currently unavailable that is one way to say that so currently not a not a product in our lineup that's a what <laughs> it's such a wild thing man i mean they announced so weird. this a year ago especially because you sent me an article that i don't believe i read but i read enough of it i read what slack allowed me to read just within you send me lots of things i don't read it's okay <laughs> that's what slack's for do you read at Asynch- least asynchronous do you read at least the snippet that slack includes oh yeah in yeah, the yeah, embed yeah. that's all i ask yeah but it, it's this this pad that can charge two things two two chi things so mm. it's very very strange and it's like 35 dollars or something right something crazy like that um well and, and maybe it was 70 dollars. there's a know. whole other discussion around whether or not the um this air power would do necessarily do chi charging with like the AirPods case or, you know, I mean, they're, right. they haven't really, because, cause the Apple watch doesn't, it's not cheat. It doesn't chi charge. Right. It just inductively charges with its own little disc thing, which isn't, 
technically cheat charting as far as anybody knows. Um, so yeah, I, it's just, it's just, it's weird. A strange, it's really weird story. Why, for one, why did they announce it before it was ready? That's the strangest part. And we talked about this episode five or six and yeah. I, I got a little ranty <laughs> as far as like you, if you don't have to, then just don't, you just, but I feel like if you don't have to announce early, just don't. They, I feel like they haven't given up on it because it's still there. That's true. So if it was in zero places on the website, that's one thing. One is yeah. way more than zero in most cases. And Unless you're CGP of, Grey. And this is one of them, yes. One is none. One is none. Two is one. It's a good rule to live by, folks. Let's talk about iPhones. The 10s. I mean, they, they came out of the gate with the premium model, which... I I mean I'm pretty sure you weren't expecting that either. Was not expecting it. We mentioned this and others agreed with us. I think I think John Gruber on the talk show, John Gruber renowned uh blogger of tech and and Apple especially. Uh he said the same that oh yeah I, I you know everything within me says they announced the iPhone 9 and then they you know then they say you know this, but but better. You know, so they come out hot with the <laughs> iPhone 10s and the iPhone 10s Max, M A X. Did you just to be clear? Because this is an audio only medium. I'm not talking about Apple Max as in Macintoshes. I'm talking about the iPhone 10s Max. It's really obnoxious because you can just refer to the plus. And everyone knows what you're talking about. If I talk about the Plus right now, I'm talking about phones that are the iPhone 8 Plus or that same vintage, iPhone 7 Plus, iPhone 6, S Plus, iPhone 6 Plus. You know what I'm talking about if I just say Plus? That's all it takes. We can't talk about the Max. You can't say that. I feel like I'm doing a Jerry Seinfeld here. Why did you call it the Max? Uh, it's. Are you talking about IMAX or... Right. Uh, just oh, the the 10s Max. Right. Gotcha. I'm on the it's same madness. page. It's madness. So, you know, people will buy whatever they do, whatever they sell. I was thinking about this when I walked in the room the other day for some reason, and I'm just thinking this is all going through my head. They could come out with the iPhone watermelon, the iPhone cantaloupe, <laughs> and the iPhone grape soda, and people would just compare gotta, the specs. Gotta get the grape soda, man. I mean, people would compare the specs, and people would buy the one that fits them best, and people would just talk about the names ad nauseum. And people would buy them and they would use them and they would give Apple money and Apple would have profits out the wazoo and as long as they were good devices and these are great devices. So I don't see them having a problem. It's just, it makes it difficult to talk about. It makes it difficult to type about. Um, they've got the boxiest box ever around oh, that gosh. S. Get a box on that girl. It, <laughs> it is on there. It is the roundest, roundest square mm. you've just ever seen. But what's crazy life. about it is it makes it look like the S is lowercase. Yep. But it's not lowercase. But it's not. It's it's what do you call it? Small caps. And the R is small caps too. It's a I capital it. R, but it's small. It's I hate it's it because so obnoxious. When you just see it in text, even on Apple's own website, yep. it's just they're just both uppercase. And yep. it's driving me crazy. Excess. I would have been fine. I actually like the 10R. I kind of I kind of like that naming convention. The I don't know why. You're not a tenor, are you? I I am tenor one. Yeah. There you go. That's um, that's why you're like that's it. why. Subconscious. <laughs> And I don't hate the 10s. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. 
but I am not okay with the Max. They should have just called you, them the 10X. You like iPads a lot better. Well, exactly. I mean, they should have done that same methodology of we have two iPad Pros. One is 10.5. No, no. Oh, you, you are you trying to make something funny? You don't, you don't like Macs. You like iPads. Oh, no. You can't get on board with Macs because you, you're, on board. On, board you're on board with iPads. Because I'm an iPad. I'm an iOS only It's a guy, mess. So, it's yeah. such a mess. It's awful. And I, I, I'm giving them an F. Because they get an F for the naming convention because yeah. it, I think it would have been fixed by just not calling it Max. It's just the iPhone XS and it comes in two sizes. I'll just call How it the Plus. How hard is that? I don't understand why they didn't call it the well, Plus. I, here's why I think they didn't call it the Plus. I don't Plus. agree with that. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me say it. Go ahead. You already know what I'm going to say. Yes, we talked about this. They can't call it the plus because they can do whatever they want the to plus, do and they will. The plus didn't just invoke size. The plus also meant that there were additional features in those phones that weren't in the the base model. And that's not the case for the, the 10S Max and the 10S. You and I know that in all of our tech nerd buddies. Yes. My dad, who has an iPhone 7 Plus... He doesn't know. He knows that, that he's got those he dual has, cameras. That he has video stabilization in one of these. And if in my mom's iPhone 7 doesn't, he doesn't understand that. As long as the cameras, as long as it's got two cameras, it doesn't matter that the iPhone XS also has two cameras. They could have called it the Plus and they should have called it the Plus and it would have been so much It's better. the lesser of two evils for sure. It's not evil at all. But I think, I think they could have just said it's the XS. It comes in two sizes. That's not difficult. They could have done a lot of things. The, the the thing that bothers me is the Max. I don't I don't have a problem with the 10 and the S. I don't have a problem with the 10 and you the R. You can't say that. You have to say the full name of the phone, and that's obnoxious as all get out. And you always will. I mean, for for the whole rest of time, you can't just refer <laughs> to this phone as the Max. You can refer to the Plus phones. You can refer to the Plus phones all day long. Ten years in the future, we will talk about that time when they released the first Plus phone and they had their best quarter ever year over year and China went nuts. But you can never refer to the Max phone because <laughs> yeah. you sound like an insane person and it's, it's your fault, Apple, and it's, you should feel bad. It's really bad. And we got to get off this though. We got to talk about because they released like stuff about them. They didn't just release named, <laughs> named metal. Yeah. So they, they got lots of internals. They come straight out with the premium model. What's different? What's different, Philip, from this this phone from the the ten? They were really really cagey about it and so obnoxious. They were so cagey about it because I'm not convinced that anything they showed, feature wise, can't can't happen on this device I'm holding in my hand. Yep, my ten. I'm I'm. It was so weird, but you know whatever. What did they try to highlight? So they highlighted durable glass, the most durable glass ever. But I think it's just tied for the most durable glass ever because I don't think it's more durable than the existing iPhone X. And that's, that was the really obnoxious part is because they kept saying, as they always do, this is the most advanced iPhone ever. That's always true. They always say that. It's one of their lines. And they talked about the most durable glass, but they didn't really make it clear if it was more durable than the iPhone X. And so I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not. Well, but the iPhone X doesn't exist anymore, so it doesn't matter. Sort of. I, we, can, we can definitely talk about that because that's, that's down after we talk about the features. 
Um, they did. So they did highlight some things that were clearly different and better than the iPhone 10. It's IP68 now. So um, it should be a lot more water resistant, darn near, I mean, basically waterproof. And they really talked this up to the point that like, I don't feel like after you spoke about it in that way, that it's all fine and good now because you can go two meters below in the water for 30 minutes. It's all well and good if you realize like, where's my phone? Oh, it's at the bottom of the pool. Oh, it's going to be just fine. I don't think you can put on that presentation and then refuse people's water damage in Apple stores. Yeah, They were a lot more cagey about it in previous years to the point where I think they were giving themselves an open to when someone came in go, eh, <laughs> no, you, you did something really wacky with water to this phone. We're not covering it, which is shady already. It's just, it's, it reminds me a lot of, of um, iCloud storage pricing where you're just like shooting yourself in the foot over and over again. You're just ruining, you're just losing customers for no reason, for like the slightest amount of profit that you keep your customers, give a tenth of a percentage of your profit per quarter away to keep tons and tons of customers by just being customer friendly. That's a little bit of a separate discussion. They spent so much time describing, this is my bullet point right here, the iPhone 10. Yeah. So much time. I wrote down... Nothing new in all caps. That's that's what I wrote down. So six percent higher, like color, betterness or brightness, something like that. I, I've forgotten. Greater dynamic range with this dynamic thing. range. Yes. Thank you. I, I didn't get exactly what it was. There's why did I write down one inch more? Oh, so that is the amazing thing about the iPhone 10s Max. I love how careful you're having to be. Is that? It's, it's, it's darn near the same size as the Plus phone. Oh, yeah. Which that I can was only, nuts. I can just refer it as the Plus phone, and I love being able to do that. Just one little word. But it's a full inch more of screen. That is enormous. So, so let, me, let me just say this. As I was thinking, it, coming up to this episode, we've been talking about my wife needs a new phone, which was most likely going to be the phone that I have now. Yep. And I would get a new phone. And things have kind of changed since mm. then. Because she keeps claiming that her phone is fine. <laughs> and you know what? If, if that's the life she wants to live, I'm not going to stop her. But for a brief moment, I did think to myself, well, if she does want a new phone, um, I think that I might take it to the max i mean like why not why not if i'm if we're actually gonna do this thing and we're gonna bring a new phone in nothing excites me about the 10s i feel like i already have that phone because it is essentially the same size as a plus phone overall yes then i, I started to have that twinkle in my eye of it's not that much bigger do you know I what could, I, I could totally, it's not that much bigger to hold in my hand, but dang, you're getting a lot more screen. So um, today Sprint sent me a text and said, hey, you can uh, reserve your place in line basically for whatever phone you're wanting. You've got to come back in the wee hours in the morning to actually complete the process, but you can reserve, this is like 10 a.m. They sent me this text. Click on this link, reserve your place in line. Just tell us which phone you want us to reserve for you. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a window there in the middle of the night to complete the process and give us your money and, and the phone will be yours. And I reserved one. For the Max. I reserved an iPhone XS Max because 
if I if I go to a two-handed device, which I feel that the ten is, I feel mm-hmm. that the, I feel that the eight is all iterations of the ten. Anything are anything larger than the SE to me is best used with two hands, and if I'm using it in the best way, I'm going to be using it in two hands most often. And if I'm going to be having to use two hands already, then why not go all the way? All the way to the max. To me, it feels very similar to to a a place where you put a TV. And if there's a limit to the size of the TV, like when people used to have TV cabinets, it didn't make any sense to me. If you've got a TV cabinet that limits the size of your TV and you bought something that was smaller then could have fit there after TV prices went down. I totally understand when TV prices were astronomical 20 years ago and anything more than 20 inches was way outside of anybody's price range who wasn't, um, you know, upper class. But if you're just a middle-class person and now 55 inch TVs sell for $400, then if you can fit a 55 inch TV or you put your TV you don't need to see your 42 inch hanging out there. <laughs> I've got a 43 inch in our sunroom and that's because it sits on top of a TV cabinet that is built in. And that's the very biggest that can fit in that corner. And if I had a 32 inch there in the corner, you'd be right to call me insane because if it's going to, if it's going to have to fill the space anyways, there's nothing to be gained by not just filling the space that there is. And so if you've got to go to two hands, then as as long as you're not going to as long as it's not difficult to carry around but hey if i'm if i'm just going to have a two-handed device go two-handed best of both worlds go best processor go best everything if i go anywhere then i think either the place to go is the discontinued 10 so we might as well just get to the pricing then i've gotten this far yeah the 10s starts at 999 same place that the 10 started at. Which was disappointing to me because I really had this pipe dream of $7.99 with the 10R. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we we'll get to that. Yet. We'll get to all that. $8.99 for the 10S. Because that didn't make any sense. And $9.99 for the 10S. What they Max. ended up doing, what you're describing makes sense. What they ended up doing, whoo, the 10S Max starts at $10.99, only $100 more. For a way bigger screen, I'm really shocked that that is not at least 1149. And I think you can max out at like 1500 if 14, you get this 14, 512 model. 1449, not even 1500. They kept it below 1449. Oh, thanks for an insane 512 gigabyte. As we talked with dear old Crystal Floyd after the event, use the cloud and get a smaller device. I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of this. Smaller, uh, smaller. I'm a big proponent of smaller devices, but I'm also a big proponent of smaller storage in devices. So I moved from, so I was holding this plus phone to try to think, could I hold this? Is this, is this, you know, how would this be, especially with all screen on this plus phone, this plus eight that I'm holding. And so to try to get myself in that mindset, I put the plus phone down and I picked up the 10. And for one thing, this answers one of my questions between the 10R, which we'll get to, and the 10S. Immediately, I can notice the screen was different. Yeah. It's not necessarily immediately a a better feeling, but it's definitely like, oh, this this isn't this isn't the same screen. Yeah. That's for sure. for sure. And then the yeah. more you use it, you're like, yeah, this is nice. This is this is a nicer screen. 
for sure. I wonder, I mean, obviously you and I can see retina probably, I mean, you think we can see it from like 15 feet away? Certainly 10 feet away, we can see retina. Whole lot of lay people can't see it from a foot and a half away. So I wonder how big of a difference this will be. But it is, it's a color difference. And I think people probably will notice the color gradient difference more than, more than anything about, about um, OLEDs versus LCDs. Yeah. All that to be said, I really do think if I go anywhere, it's either the discontinued tin because the tin can be had for, I'm guessing like right around 700 at this point used. And to me, I don't know that there's a $200 difference. We'll get to the pricing with the R as well. I don't know if there's a $200 difference between that and the 10S. I don't feel like there is. They're so, essentially the same phone. I mean, there's there, there were some th- there were things that they're doing with the with the camera. Right. That they're able to do through this whole improved neural neural engine. Engine. Um but I mean, we're talking we're, we're really splitting hairs at right. a certain point. There's a reason though in part that they're moving from A11 Bionic to A12 Bionic. Because it's not a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the neural engine's great, and I'm sure they'll use that just in all sorts of different ways. But it's it's hardly to me a, a must have. You know, I mean, anybody with a ten without any you know family situation to drop devices down and all that, I don't think there's much of a draw at all um, to to do anything. But just keep using your 10. And for that same reason, and for the same reason that Apple didn't continue selling the 10 at $899 or at $849, the reason they didn't do that is because I feel like, now I don't, I don't understand why they're doing the 10R stuff, but I feel like if they had the 10 at $899, even at that $100 difference, they may sell a whole bunch of 10s and not 10Ss. The only, the only thing that I could see people with a 10 upgrading is if... They really, if they were plus club people, of course, really wanted a plus. I could see iPhone 10 people upgrading to the the max. Absolutely, absolutely. But to just upgrade to a 10s, I, I personally feel no inclination to do that. Other than just my wife needs a phone, and you know, might as well do it. But if that wasn't the case, I have no desire to upgrade. Now it should be said here that the vast majority of the population by far does not upgrade their phones every year. Oh yeah, for so sure. So you're not talking about lay people who bought a 10 are they're not even there's not they're even good. thought in their mind yeah. to get any of these new phones. And it's only what happened to me last year was a complete anomaly. Like I had a 7 woke up in a fugue state and a few days later, you had a tennis door. What were you supposed to do? Send it back? I have no regrets. Let me just say that. <laughs> no regrets. I mean, I love, I love this phone. I, I mean, it's it's my favorite iPhone I've ever had, but it's definitely out of the norm for me. I'd always been on a just every two years cycle, and and my wife and I have always been on the same cycle of every two years we both upgrade, and then it just, I just, I kind of threw a wrench into the plan. Um, it is what it is. If my wife actually does want a new phone, I have no, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. it. Be accommodating, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll help her out. Absolutely. (laughs) You're so kind. We thought that we were getting 120 hertz. 
in the 10s that would have been something to upgrade for but it's the same 120 hertz touch input not actual 120 hertz screen refresh oh so, so it's not it's not it's that the same true as motion. The, it's the same thing in that they were they just kept describing features of the 10 yes and saying they're also in the 10s and you're like no duh like you didn't strip anything from it we understand that tell us what's new the fact that they didn't have too much <laughs> to tell us what's it's new weird, is telling yeah. very telling you got wider stereo sound uh there's a face id update that is to me potentially one of the the biggest draws to the 10s when they line. when they came out with touch id 2.0 is that what they called it yes but and they never used that phrase with this well the reason the reason in large part they didn't is because it's not hardware right. face id 2.0 it's all about that neural okay. engine and it's all about the processing and it can process twice as fast that but was the only thing to me that was like shady I, about it. I think that it's still going to have the same effect as going from Touch ID 1 to Touch ID 2. And I can tell you all about that because my SE has Touch ID 1 and my 8 has Touch ID 2. And I, that's, if I could change one thing about the SE, it may be Touch ID 1 being as slow as it is, um, especially as much as they've put behind. Touch ID at this point, and I use the I use the built-in keychain password management, and every single time you do that, you have to do Touch ID. Yeah. And on my eight, I just place my finger for a brief moment on it, and, and we're done. But on the SE, you got to leave it there, and we're good. And man, it's it's not fun. Um, new True Depth camera system, which is really freaking sweet. I don't yet understand how much of that. Is coming to the ten. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some neural engine sort of stuff going on that's going to make it a whole lot better. I mean, they're taking, especially when you're especially when you're photographing motion, yeah. they're taking four frames and then taking inter frames or whatever they call them. So really, like almost eight frames, and then they're also taking all this sort of you know HDR, super HDR, smart HDR they call it around. It, that. It's a pretty significant difference in the neural engine on the 10s versus the 10 because i think on the 10 it was just two core and it's all the way up to eight core on the 10s so i mean there's it's definitely going to be able to do more but i mean like you said does that mean we're not going to get these features on the 10 they never said anything about that and yeah. i i think partially because well, they didn't i don't think they wanted to mention the 10 at all because it was cause no longer going to exist yeah right right well and they're not in part, like they're not, it uh, doesn't seem like they're selling to people that have a 10. True. Like the 10, the 10 max is potentially a draw for people that have a 10 that would want a bigger screen. But, but I don't, they I, didn't, they didn't seem to mind not to give people that have a 10 a, a reason because, you know, if, if you spend a thousand dollars with us every two years, I think we're going to be all right yeah, with that. I, we're fine with that relationship. I just don't ever, recall hearing them say only on the iPhone XS. Right. So so I, I jumped the gun. The true depth camera system is actually the front facing camera system. Yes. And the way that the way that they're getting faster is with faster algorithms and a faster secure enclave is the biggest piece because obviously the secure enclave is the whole way that Touch ID did and now Face ID does work. They said it's the most secure facial authentication and I put a big already was on my bullet note there. <laughs> right. So just getting really annoyed with that. The H12 Bionic, 
is the first seven nanometer chip, which is technically very impressive and gives them gives them the ability to incorporate this neural engine, gives them a six core CPU, two high performance, four um, high efficiency. You can use them all at once. You can use just the high efficiency. You can use just the high performance. I mean, there's combinations you can have that you didn't necessarily weren't able to do before. Um, a four core GPU, a neural engine, which is an eight core design, dedicated machine learning, and it can figure out, I mean, this is this is very cool and, and will play itself out in a lot of performance gains, figure out on the fly whether to run certain types of processing, particularly the machine learning, on the CPU or the GPU or on itself, the neural engine. And so, I mean, that could be very, very helpful um, to, for, for speeding things up, both both with, with better hardware and with better, better software, really. Um, you can go up to 512 gigabytes now. Which, which is great is for people insane. that want to, you know? I just don't understand what it's for. I mean, is it just people shooting a ton of video? I, I don't I don't understand because yeah. I, I have the base Model 10 with 64 gigs, and I haven't even filled it up halfway, and I've had it almost a year. Right. I, I just, it just seems like way overkill to me. But, I mean, it's great, I guess, if, if, if you need it. It's like that four terabyte option on the MacBook Pro now, but, whoa. That's a lot. It's a lot of memory. It's it's just so much storage on a phone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. You know how I feel. Uh, Levi had a great line to transition us that Apple is basically saying, hey, let me tell you about this awesome phone. And now let me tell you about a less awesome phone. Well, some Except, might say... So you said this You said this before the 10R was released, and I wrote it down because I thought it was brilliant insight. Turns out Apple may be a step ahead of us, which is a good thing. I'm not sure it's less awesome. Right. If, if you're coming in off of a 7 or an 8, there's absolutely no reason... They didn't show anything to differentiate the, the 10S and the 10S Max other than you know, the, the 6.5 inches, but still that's only 0.4 inches more than you're going to get on this 10 R. Everything else is essentially the same. All the things that you would really care about minus the dual cameras on the back, except that they're still able to do portrait mode with the, the single camera through, through software. And it seems to work pretty well from, from the things they were showing and pretty well to me, meaning very much just fine for a layperson who's just like, no, I'd like to be able to do that portrait mode thing. So I think I'm going to get the 10s. Oh, no, you can do it with the one camera for $250 yes. cheaper. It's essentially the same phone as the 10s and 10s Max, except for the OLED screen, which most people, they're not going to care about that. By the way, this LCD screen looks amazing. Like, I know they were being funny with... They're always funny with coming up with names for this, the, the technology. It's a weird name. But I'll clap for that because that had to have been incredibly hard to get this screen to go to the edge like that. Right, with the liquid retina Yeah, with their liquid display. liquid LCD. It's a weird, it's a weird name. Whatever. It's, it's cool. Weird, weird names abound. It looks like a cool phone. And... I wonder, I mean, it's hard to tell from a, from a presentation. It's hard to tell without actually seeing the device. The key differences, though, are the OLED screen, 
the just the other materials, aluminum versus stainless steel, and the two cameras. Who cares about that? Most people aren't going to care about those things. And like you said, it's $250 cheaper and it's bigger than the 10s. So if if you were if you were in that weird plus club area, but you don't want to spend $1200 for a 10s Max, this is this is a no-brainer. It's a slam dunk for these people. Now it is seriously bigger cuz it is a it is a good bit thicker. More like, ba- no it, noticeably thicker than than the 10s, which is already thicker. And here's the feature that is going to be number one. It's the number one thing that people care about. And the 10R is leading the way out of all these phones that were announced. Battery life. It has more battery life than it, it has the most battery life out of the three phones they announced. How crazy is that? How bananas nuts is that? True. And you know why it has more battery life? Because it's larger. What you just said, it's, it's thicker. thicker. The, the 10S has 30 minutes more than the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. The 10S, 10S Max has Max 90 has, minutes. Has 90 minutes, an hour and a half more than the iPhone 10. Um, the 10R has one and a half hours more than the 8 Plus. Okay, so maybe it's not. I don't know where that lands us. It's plenty of battery. I thought instead of battery life, you were going to say the key feature that only the 10R has going for it is the color. Well, that yeah, I mean that's true too. I they're going to sell an enormous amount because they're selling a pink coral phone, they're selling a yellow phone, they're selling a red phone on day one. They're selling I white phone, a blue phone, I a black phone. I it amazes <laughs> it amazes me what what they did here. It doesn't doesn't really make much sense to me. I I mean, you know where I stand on this. I stood I stood here two or three weeks ago telling you that even and this was when I thought it was going to be seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine. That with a two hundred dollar difference, I thought they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot if they make this this what we thought was the nine, what we now know is the ten R. If they make that too good of a device. They're going to sell a whole bunch of $800 devices and a whole lot less $1,000 devices. So to me, what that has to mean, and this isn't even $800. Now we're talking $750 is the actual price. What that has to mean in my business mind, which is obviously, you know, not, not as good as Tim Cook's. I'll have to admit this. He's made a lot more money than I have in my life. To me, they have to be making more profit off selling a 10R for $750 than selling a 10S for $1,000. And I don't understand how that can be true. So I'm I'm confirming whether or not I was right with this statement okay. about the battery life. So the 10R talk time rated at 25 hours, same for the 10S Max. Um, internet use 15 hours for the 10R, 13 hours for the 10S Max, and then video playback 16 versus 15. Again, 10R uh, in the lead, and then audio playback both at 65. So. In some measurable ways, it does have slightly better battery life than the most expensive phone that they're selling. That's bananas insane. And it's not an OLED screen. So how did that they do that? That doesn't make any sense to me how video playback is less on the Max than it is on the R. It's because it's fatter and they shove more no, battery no, 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 no. in there. But how can, how can they have equal talk time? They can have equal audio time. And yet when you incorporate the screen, I think... 
OLED then gets a little bump, right? But it's a little bigger. But not? It's a little bigger on the, but, the 10S Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Either the, the, way, the, scre the screen is bigger. I, I see what you're saying now. You can say you, you could say essentially they're the same. It's kind of a wash. I mean, they they are giving higher quotes on a few different features for battery life for the 10R. The fact that it's even close though is is crazy. I mean, to me, that's what people care about. That's the number one thing that people care about is which phone has the best battery life because that is a constant stress on my psyche. And when I think about Brittany, the things she cares about are, hey, I want to be able to take those cool photos that you take. She doesn't even know what they're called. It's portrait mode. Right, right. And I want a better battery. And honestly, if, if I was going in fresh and I wasn't thinking, oh, you're going to take my 10 and I'm going to get a new phone. If I was just going to get her a new phone for her and be a better husband... I think I would go with the 10R for her. Why not do that? I mean, that's where I would land because it's $250 cheaper. She's not going to care about OLED. She's not going to care about that stainless steel look. Um, it's going to be... I, I haven't verified this, but it's got to be cheaper to fix it if she breaks it, which she's prone to do because she hands it to our children. Fixing that LCD screen, it's got to be cheaper than fixing an OLED screen. It's just, mm -hmm. It just has to. I mean, it's, it's going to be stupid expensive too, but not as expensive I mean, as the OLED. Glass is glass. It's going to yeah. be stupid expensive, like you said. Right, but it's not going to be near as expensive. Well, no. it might be pretty pretty minor, but still, it's going to be cheaper. Right. And, you know, she can get that portrait mode look. It probably won't be quite as great as actually having two separate lenses, but she's not going to care about that. It'll be great. So if, if we were going in fresh and she was just getting a new phone, I, I would definitely get her the 10R. That's not so, what we're doing, but, you know, well, hypothetically. Why not? Why not get her a 10R and then with the extra funds you've now saved... Get my stainless steel? Get your stainless steel Series 4. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Or we could just not get her a new phone at all and I could just, you know, save up for Christmas. Listen, you, you, you do you, but, you know... I want to get her a new phone. Saying, here's an option. Nobody I, wants to get her a, a new phone more than me. Last year, last year, the Ace came out. The 8 Plus came out, the 10 came out, and Blair was still rocking her 6. And I said, do you want to do you want to get an 8 or do you want to get 10? Or, I mean, do you want to update? I mean, how's, how's this phone doing for you? She said, no, no, it's fine. No problem. I was like, are you, are you sure? You don't have any problems? But her it? phone wasn't physically damaged. It wasn't. She's had an outer box on it and always will. Um... And she was totally fine with it. The only reason why we did upgrade her to an eight is because Sprint offered $350 to trade in a device and the trade-in device pool went all the way back to the iPhone 6. And so I knew if we're ever going to get this much, this phone is worth $200. If they want to give us $350 for it, next year they're not going to accept it at all. So this is the time. And so she said, oh, okay, that's fine. Go for it. And... So that, that's the only re reason we upgraded her phone. I asked her, you know, if she wanted, I mean, we could sell her eight for $400 or something and get her a 10R. I said, no, fine. Brittany said the most dangerous thing to me tonight before. <laughs> I asked her, I was like, okay, for real, what, how do you feel about this? Like, do you, do you just want to keep trucking on with this or do you want to get something? And she, we've been married 11 years. 
you think she would know better, but she looks at me and says, just do whatever you think's best. So I'm really, my only goal in life tomorrow is to not wake up in another fugue state and end up with a 10s max on its way. I mean, that's the worst case scenario, right? That's, that's the most damage I could do to myself. My only goal is to get through tomorrow without making any huge purchases and come back next week to talk to you and not be about to get uh, a new big phone. And the difficulty of her statement is that you need some insight into how she's going to feel about her phone in two to four months to know what you should do in the present moment. It's going to be the same issue she's having now, you know? The, the home button's broken. Battery is tanked. We could fix the battery, right? And they're even cheaper right now still, I think, until the end of the year, that whole shenanigans oh, that they yeah, had to yeah, do. Yeah. My concern, though, is that. that they're not going to... I haven't, you know, called and asked about this, but my concern is they're not going to fix... They're not going to replace the battery without also fixing that front screen. Because eh. I got to imagine there's going to be some trickery to that. It's like putting it back together with yeah. the broken home button. So yeah. it's either to, to me in my mind, I'm thinking we're going to have to go all, all in all or nothing. And I don't even know if the, the amount we would have to pay would be worth it to, to do that, you know? Yeah. So it's just a whole thing. But if she wants to keep trucking on with it, I'm in no need to up- Who are you upgrade. to stop her? Maybe the best thing we do is just wait. And then maybe we get a deal later and I don't know, but I want, I just know how much she would love. Right. Even if it was, if she ended up with my 10, how much she would, the things she cares about, battery being number one. Yeah. It would be such a huge improvement for her in terms of battery. Or if she ended up, you know, if we ended up with one of these newer phones, I think she would love that too. I also think she would like that. This is something I need to talk to her about is how big of a phone would she want to? get you mm-hmm. know because i mean she's still on the 4.7 inch 7 so this wouldn't be physically in her hand it wouldn't be that much bigger but you'd get a lot more screen obviously but but maybe she would like a bigger phone i don't know maybe it could feel like a little ipad for her i i don't know these are things that i should probably talk to my wife about before uh one o'clock a.m this morning or whenever it is is an iphone 10 s max is that a a two-handed device for a child? Or at that point, do you need like somebody else to give you a hand to I think, just keep from dropping that immediately? I, I think my six-year-old would be able to handle it just fine. Uh, uh, six-year-old, yes. Yeah. No, that goes without saying. But I don't give my six-year-old... The, the four-year-old. My, no, no, no. My tip. I'm just saying, so. if, you, if you got Brittany, this much larger device... Oh, any, any device she's going to get, there's going to be stipulations of you cannot give this just to our child. Put a protective case on it. I mean, if she wants to do that, that's fine. But you, you should do that. Do what you think is best, Levi. She said the wrong thing. So <laughs> what I think is best is if I, I wake up tomorrow at a normal time and maybe I just don't even get on my phone at all. I just walk on in, take my shower, go to work. And try and make it through the day without spending a lot of money. You know, I really, more and more, I can subscribe to the Syracuse 
style of getting of getting products, which is that not every first batch of products has issues. It's a good point. But yeah. enough of them do that unless it's a unless it's a, a watch situation, like I got I got I got the watch just as soon as possible. The very, very first mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, I remember that. Um took a took it a while for it to come in, but it did. Not as long as I said it would. I mean they really under promised and over delivered on that and they almost always do with shipping dates. But I really do feel like, you know, I would for one, I would like to use them in store, especially to see how good is that LCD. You compare the 10R, you know, how much thicker. I don't really think I'm in the market for that one. But I mean, for me, like I need to use these. I think I need to even use the watches to figure out for sure what do I want to get. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe tonight, by the time I get home and things are on sale, it won't be that late. But maybe tonight I I order, like I put an order in for a 44 and maybe I let it come and I, that's that's probably what I want. So maybe I do that and then worst case scenario, I'd return it for a, a 40. I'd, I'd rather not do that. I, I don't try to, you know, if I'm, if I'm really unsure, then I don't, I don't try to order something. I mean, I did that with the iPad Air, but that's because that was their fault for making these two devices exactly the same. And I blame that on you. And, and I don't feel bad about it because your profit margins have within them this ability of within 14 days, I can just bring it back to you and you give me all my money back and you package it back up and you make it a refurbished device. And then I just gave somebody an incredible refurbished device. <laughs> and that's just kindness. Such a console, Philip. Right. So they wouldn't have the policy if they didn't want to have the policy that you buy anything at an Apple store and within 14 days, you bring it back and they just give you your money back and you can have it unpackaged. You can have it this, that, and the other. Um, so, I mean, that, that's their choice to do it. I'm, I don't try to abuse it. I think it's something to be used to a certain extent. I did that with the, my Apple Watch, actually, because I was really unsure about the Apple Watch. But I felt like, you know what? I'm going to order this the first day it's available to order and get it as soon as possible. Because if I wait and go in the store and use it then, then I'm going to be looking at months rather than weeks uh, until I actually get to use it for 14 days and see if I want to keep it. And I did, and the rest is history. I have a really hard time this year of... Well, it was kind of the same problem I had last year of talking to people and trying to give them suggestions on what they should do. And it, it, it's almost identical to last year, really, except for the the way the screens look dimension wise. I mean, everything looks like a 10 this year, right? Right. Last year, though, it was kind of the same argument of if you get an eight, you're getting an amazing phone. You're getting the same processors, all this stuff. You're, you're really getting the same phone. The only thing you're not getting is this OLED screen edge to edge, uh, but you're also not having to pay $300 more, right? So there, it was a little bit easier there. Here, it's it's not as cleanly cut. It's kind of similar with the price. I think it's incredibly cleanly cut. Well, but there is no other option, though, for you. Like, you have to really decide that you're okay with having that big of a phone. If If you were a person that's been used to the SE, wink, wink, or uh, the seven or eight standard 4.7 inch size, because those, there is no new phone for that. I mean, if you like that size, you can get an eight or you can keep whatever device you have now. So it's a little more complicated than maybe it was last year. Um, 
price wise though, yeah. I mean, if if you're like, eh, I don't need the OLED, and I'm okay with a bigger phone, then it's a no brainer. So they're selling the eight for six hundred dollars. They're selling the seven for four hundred fifty dollars. So there's a hundred only a hundred and fifty dollars between the eight at six hundred and the ten R at seven fifty. That's just the biggest no brainer, I think. I mean, to me, it is. To me, the ten last year, a three hundred dollar bump from from the eight, from seven hundred to a thousand, was if you if you wanted it at all, a no brainer, because it was much better technology, it was more advanced technology, it was clearly going to be an incredible device. I think for three years easily for for just a regular regular old person who's not you know pushing their device to the nth degree. I think the tech within the 10 can get you three years way easier than the eight could give you three years. And you can make the eight last three years easily too. And that's going to be a fine, fine phone for you. Got the same processor, had a lot going for it just as the 10 did. But I really think where they've placed this 10 R, they, they obviously, to me, it's just a strange place. It's a strange spot to put people in that the best value clearly bar none, unless you want just the biggest screen period is, is the 10 R at $750. It is very, very strange to me. I'm sorry. I'm looking yeah, what, on, what, what, I'm, I'm looking on Apple's site. What are you bugging out about earlier? This is making me nuts. Philip. What's going on? We talked about the S in the little box. Oh yeah. Then we talked about anywhere else in text. It's big S, so, uh, but a small big S to small caps. Oh no! I'm looking at the compare. They're uh, going. They're going small caps next to the big caps. <laughs> what are they a, doing? An actual capital X, and right next to it, with no space in between, is an is a small caps capital S. If you don't know what small caps are, you can go into text edit. If you have a Mac, you can search for small caps on Google, and you will see it's just smaller ver. It's it's capital letters that are the size of lowercase letters, and with S, it's How a can really you tell that that's a capital with S, letter. It's really, you, it's an S because they both look the same. And typographically, it, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, you you would obviously really, really like with the R, you very much notice it, and and that's kind of how you know okay. is because when you compare, then clearly that clearly it's a big capital X and a and a capital R because capital R looks different than a lowercase R. Thank you for coming to letter time. <laughs> um, but is, a, a capital S doesn't look like a. It's breaking my brain. It looks I like a lowercase. I'm, S. I'm just. If if there was a grade lower than F, I would give them that on the on the naming. Yeah. True game changers for me in terms of, uh, you know, things I w- I found interesting mm-hmm, in these mm-hmm. in these phones. Smart HDR seemed like a really yeah. really cool thing that they were doing through software that is being enabled by the improvements in the neural engine. Um, the Boca with the depth slider that looks That's awesome. great again. I'm assuming I will be able to do that on my on my ten. Uh, I think that might. They didn't I, say. You don't know. I could see that being neural engine related, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see which way it goes. But I'm sure we can search for it and find it at this point. And then um, the other thing that I have to mention before we start to close down at yeah. some point is. Why? Hmm. Why do you announce 
an Apple Watch Series 4, and then hour later when you start doing these iPhone demos of all the cool things you can do now with this software improvements, every person that came on stage, third-party people, right? They're not Apple people. Every one of them wearing a Series 3. Yep. That big old ugly red dot. Yep. <laughs> what are they doing? It was... Come on. It was it was really upsetting. And Apple, hook them up. Now, I will say, it may have been a double cross by the old Apple Inc. in that you immediately noticed that, like, that is an old watch right there. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, come on. Get with the times. What are you doing, guys? That's and again, we're not saying that they had to give them this before a second before they came on stage. Oh, yeah. but they just had to be like, hey, switch this out. That's all, we got, that's all you got to do. We just announced it. Just put this on. You don't have to look at it. It's not even it have to be functional, yeah. right? Just under the cuff of your shirt. We got we to gotta have a, a shiny gold one, you know, that's clearly, clearly the new one. So now, speaking of that, did you go back and watch the video at the beginning of the event? That we missed? That we missed. No. Because one of the parts we missed... The Hey Siri. Was that this girl has what looked to me like slightly bigger stems on her AirPods. And she absolutely told her AirPods, Hey Siri, without tapping them. No bones about it. So either it's that sort of... Which makes you think they meant... For the video, but it makes you think... They meant to announce new AirPods at this... That event. that they put this video together, which would not have been an easy thing to just redo right. a couple of days before because, oh no. Now, it would have been an easy thing to do weeks before when they, uh, I would think that they knew. A lot of money, Philip. Uh, but the quality how level much of money, these videos. How much money does Apple claim to spend on claiming to keep things private? Now, obviously, <laughs> they need to bribe their employees or something actually keep things private because that's not going well um speaking of that i didn't know that max was the name before chip phil schiller said it on stage did you yeah, know you were very shocked yeah i, I knew from the that morning just because I, I didn't go do any digging like trying to read but i just again 140 characters or 280 or whatever it is now i i did see that that was released and i just thought this is is this real life what is happening? Yeah, you were very shocked when they said that. Like, you were like, what? <laughs> it was a patented Philip. What? Yeah, I, I kept a busy morning. I really, I try to avoid, I don't really want to know many, many rumors unless I got to, unless they just rise and stay. Well, now that you and, do a podcast, I mean, you and, know. And, and before an episode, I need, I need to know. But between the episode and the event, I'll just say that. Between our... Um, between our last tech episode, which was two weeks ago, which we did just all sharp objects last week. Yeah, we did. So between our last tech episode and and the event, I really tried to not... I mean, I did listen to other podcasts, so that's the way that I can't really avoid it. But there, there was, for good reason, you know, people didn't have podcasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They were well, Because they, they, were, were, they, waiting. Were, they yeah. were waiting to have great things to talk about. So... I mean, between the weekend and the event, um, I really didn't know anything except for the the stuff that Guillermo Rambo found with the the Apple Watch um, marketing image and the and the iPhone XS Max below an iPhone XS. 
uh, image that he found. And um, so I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that I didn't find out that it was that it was Max before the event. I'm glad that I didn't find out. I I caught wind of ten R before the event. I think somehow or another. And um, what do you think the R means? It's one before S. See, I don't know. That's, that's the only thing that makes a lick of sense. I've to heard me. people float that. I feel like, and I'm, and maybe I need to go back and listen again. But I felt like when they introduced it. That they said, yeah, I think it was Phil still on on stage. He yeah. said, we want to reach as many people as possible. So that, to me, that was what the R meant to me was reach. And then you so slyly said, well, yeah, you got to reach over there with your second hand. I think you were still in the SE daydream at that point. So they, kill, they, they killed the SE. It's, it's no longer it's for gone. sale. Yeah, it's, 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 it's as for sale as the 10. Which is to say it's not. Wow. That's dark. All right. Last question. We'll see each other in a week. It'll be the Thursday before the uh, new 10S models and Apple Watch Series 4 come out. 10R not coming out until October sometime. And when I see you again in a week, what are you going to be uh, receiving in the mail that next day? Probably a 44 millimeter Apple Watch, space gray aluminum with the black. I don't know. The, the black Nike band looks a little bit, the sport band looks a little better. I think they're delayed though. So I'll probably just go with the regular black band. I think they're delayed till October 5th for some reason. Um, the Nike edition. So I'll probably go with a space gray with a black sport loop. 44 millimeter. I'm almost sure that's what I'll like because the the biggest reason why I'm thinking just go 44 is because at some point in the lifetime of, of the series four, because I'm not looking to update every year um, because to me, this is a, this is a milestone. I mean, I think Johnny, I've understand it better than anybody and he should, this this is it in every bone in his body. Feels in every bone in his body, right? And he should. I mean, this is this is obviously a different device. Where if you look at the series three, series two, series one, series zero, those weren't obviously different devices. Those looked very similar. They were obviously going to work very similarly. Yeah, this one's faster, but it's not a completely different experience. Not doesn't have completely different capabilities. To me, at some point in, in the life of my series four Apple Watch, I'm going to have a larger phone, whatever that may be, and. When I have a larger phone, I'm going to want to be able to do as much as I can with my watch. I mean, I'm going to want, I'm going to, I'm going to want to be able to pull all of my previous one-handed use that I got from my, from my SE phone and do it with, do it with the watch. So, um, you know, I'd love to, there'll be times when if I'm walking around and I'm carrying something, but I can get to my watch, but I'm, I don't want to pull out my two-handed phone then, but I want to switch to a different podcast. That's going to be easier to do on the 44 millimeter with the new overcast app than it is going to be on the 40 millimeter and, and on and on and on and on and on. Um, I think that's going to be the case for this app and this app and this app and this app and this capability and that capability and the whole, the whole bit. So because you want to be able to control your phone with everything. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs>